Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, man, it's been a while. I don't even know where to start, honestly. Uh, Memorial Day weekend went by. I hope everybody had a good, safe Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Had a drink for the fellow Americans that we lost in, you know, in in all the wars. So anybody who died for our country, that's what Memorial Day is all about. It's not for me. It's not for people who serve. They're still alive or... It's for people who died defending our country, which is pretty cool. So I always remember that. Uh, Of course I do. Um, It's huge in my heritage, huge in my beliefs, whatever. I don't know. So much to talk about. So much has happened since my last Davecast. I just kind of went silent for a week there. I I tried to record some stuff, believe it or not, and it just, I don't know, man. Nothing ever feels like it comes out right. Uh, but I'm working on that for you guys. I'm working on that for myself. I need to stop giving a shit sometimes, and I give too many shits all the time. Uh, the newest thing that's going on with me, I had my pre-op this morning with a new doctor. Uh, I know it sounds like I bounced around from doctor to doctor. So here's the story. is When I was in the military, I saw my doctor, <laughs> Dr. Pepper was his name, seriously. Can't make that shit up. Uh, Dr. Pepper was my doctor on the Grand Forks Air Force Base Clinic. And, uh, see, I started thinking about other shit right away. Grand, he was my doctor on Grand Forks Air Force Base Clinic. Starting over. <laughs> Story. Uh, he is, like, the last doctor I really had before I started going to the VA and seeing uh, a male doctor there, who I'm not going to say his name because I hate him, and I switched doctors to another doctor. But I'm not going to call him out or whatever. I was going through a really tough time when, when he was my doctor. I just didn't agree with the shit he was doing. I didn't feel like he was helping me at all. I got a new doctor now for the VA, but I've only seen her like twice because of all this next stuff I've been referred to Altrue. So I've had a pain management doctor at Altrue. I've had, um, and then pretty much the surgeon really, right? I think, yeah, just had the pain management doc. And then Janet Lee, my surgeon, who's gonna be doing my surgery on Wednesday. Yes, it's, it's surgery week. I don't, it's hard to explain how I'm feeling. Like, I am so excited. I'm excited to finally just, oh, if there's some really, I don't care, man. I've got to take some pain away. I'll be so happy. Try not to get emotional about it. Like, Robin asked if I was nervous or I'm scared, and no, I'm ready. I'm so ready for the surgery. I don't care if there's like even a slight, and I know there's a really good chance that I'm going to be good after it and everything. I can go back to being normal and should probably not beat my body up like I used to. Uh, but I really am excited to get back in the gym. I'm excited to get back into shape. I feel so gross being out of shape. I don't look out of shape. I never do. I know people hate on me. They're like, I can eat shitty and whatever, and I'll just be skinny. I get a little mushy, but I stay relatively, I look like I'm in shape, but I'm not. If I ran up to the mailbox and back right now, am I, I'd be, I've done it. I'm dead tired. Like I'm gasping for air. Uh, we went in to the fights this last weekend in uh, Walker, Minnesota at the Northern Lights Casino is North Star Combat 8. Uh, that was a good time. We had fun. I cornered for three of the guys, that uh, three guys I know, and we all went 3-0. and uh, Roman won a belt. Noah is a beast. He's like this young, I think he's like 20. Noah Hawkins is his name. He's from Thief River Falls. He comes over to MAP and trains with Roman all the time. I've trained with him a couple of times, and I've cornered for him for his first fight. And now this fight, and he's, I think he's now four and one, amateur or even five and one. And he, he's got so much to learn and he's got so much potential. It's, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to coach him a little bit. I told him, anytime he's in Grand Forks, he needs to let me know. 
And after the recovery from my surgery, I'm going to definitely help him out. Uh, Roman, man, I'm excited. He's got another title fight in four months. Uh, I tell him to chill out and take it easy, but he doesn't know how to chill out and take it easy. So he's already back in the gym trying to get ready, and I'm going to work with him. Uh, he's fighting a bigger guy. He's going up a weight class. So, like, the one, the featherweight, North Star Combat's featherweight, amateur featherweight champion is going to fight Roman, who is their bantamweight champion. Anyway, it'll be a good fight. Roman is a beast. Uh, I love his work ethic. Uh, he's, he was kind of tough to coach at the beginning, and now he's kind of becoming a sponge, and I'm excited. He's got a lot of potential, for real. Uh, what else? Dre, man. Andreas Murray, uh, another guy that fights out of map. He looked so good. Like, he went out there, and for previous fights I've watched or I cornered for him, he gets really hesitant to pull the trigger, and I know from training with him that he hits really hard. He kicks really hard. Uh, he's, he's unorthodox, and he's hard to deal with, and if he just goes in there and he fights like he did on Saturday – he looked so good. He 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 beat that dude up, man, and he uh, good on him. That was his first professional win, legit. Um, I didn't corner for Mana, but Mana went out there and beat up a dude, which I wasn't surprised about. Mana, he looks Mana looked huge. Uh, now he's talking about fighting at seventy. So we're gonna get get back in the gym and see what the, how the hell he thinks he's gonna do that. I think he's humongous. I think one eighty five is a good weight for him, but for these amateur fights, I don't think it's bad for him to beat some guys up at 205 and not wear his body out cutting a bunch of weight early in your career. But what do I know? I don't know what I'm talking about. Ooh, I had to pause it for a second to get a drink. Get my throat some lubricant. That sounded so dumb. Anyway, uh, the last fight we had was Chris Renwick fought uh, on the card, and he was the only one from MAP that lost. And keep your head up, Chris. You did all right. Uh, let me know if you ever want to work with me, man, on some ground game or some wrestling and stuff. I know you're a big guy. I'm a little guy, but I, I have a lot to teach and a lot to show, man. So if I'm ever in the gym with you, don't be scared to ask me to work with you on some stuff. I'm excited to work with all the guys once I recover. I really want to sit down with everybody, not sit down with everybody, but train with everybody one-on-one. -on -one and, and, you know, I'd be like, me and Roman did this thing a couple weeks ago where, oh, that makes, makes me think of something I want to talk about really bad. But anyway, me and Roman did this thing a couple weeks ago. We got in the gym, and he's already fucking warmed up and ready to go. And I'm, I'm not going there to spar with him. I'm not going there to train with him. This is what I wanted to touch on is there's some people out there who are like, oh, you're in the gym, dude. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not in the gym. I'm in the gym. I'm coaching. I'm teaching. But I'm not, you know what I mean? And I know it looks like I'm working out or something because it's always hot in there. And you can walk in there and you start sweating, which – something Megan likes. I guess people that lift weights and work out a lot. I mean, in my younger days, I think I'd appreciate a hot gym. I feel like I'm burning more calories while I work out. Actually, it's pretty cool. So I'm not going to talk up MAP fitness any more than I already do, but you guys know how I feel about MAP, and I think it's an awesome gym. And I'll say I was watching uh, Uriah Faber, and I don't know who it was. One of his coaches or one of the guys, one of his buddies was holding mitts for him on the beach in California, and they're on the beach just hitting mitts. And I'm like, man, that looks like it'd be so much fun. But we don't have any beaches here. But I know Megan has a sand pit in her backyard, in her backyard, behind MAP. And they do a bunch of, like, cardio shit back there in the sand. And uh, I think we should go out there and hit some mitts in the sand one of these days. Sounds like a good time. Anyway, uh, congratulations to all the MAP fighters. I'm excited to get back in there and work with you guys. Uh, Victor, uh, good job coaching. Tupa, good job coaching. Uh, all the other guys. Uh, Victor has held that shit together forever now. He's there almost every night, and uh, people show up or not, he's he's doing his cardio thing, and he shows he does he holds mitts and he works a lot of stand up. And uh, a big shout out to Victor for holding Map uh, MMA together 
while I stepped out or everybody stepped out. I mean, nobody's really ran the team or anything like that. We're all kind of individuals there. I, I honestly think that we have to have, like, coaches to step up and, and try to be mentors, be teachers, and things like that. So uh, I think we have a good group of crew, uh, a good group of crew. <laughs> I think we had a good crew. I think we got, you know, younger guys uh, that want to be fighters, and then we got us older guys that have done it already and uh, have a lot to teach, a lot to show, and still got the urge to compete a little bit and get in there. And like Tupa gets in there and spars with these younger guys and he holds his own. He looks good. And, you know, I roll with these guys and fuck, the body's going to break someday. And mine did. And I don't know. All I'm getting at is I'm excited um, to get back in there and start training with these guys again. And uh, good job, Victor, for holding all this shit together. You're doing awesome. Uh, man, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, pfft. So things like talking about, like, I shouldn't be in the gym and this and that. Well, I still got to live my life, right? Like, I'm not just going to stop living because this fucking neck injury's got me down. And, yeah, I'm not doing anything that's going to try to hurt me. I mean, not too many things. What I'm trying to get at is you guys know we got Carter, Carter brought his go-kart with him. And I'm not going to not ride the go-kart, right? <laughs> well, we made a track in the backyard. We're all racing on it and having a good time. And seeing so you're going to run the fastest lap. Well, we started, like, getting some ruts in the track. So I'm like, well, I'm going to rip around the opposite way to try to, like, break up some of the ruts or flatten it out and get a good track going or whatever. <laughs> and racing the opposite direction is not easy. I've never even done it. So on one of the times, I'm, I'm going around one of the corners, and I have four tires marking all four corners of the track. And you just got to go around those tires. And one of my front tires hit a tire, one of the marking tires, and set me for a ride. Um, I flipped and everybody freaked out right away and it wasn't a really big deal. So honestly, I'll explain it, how it went through in my head. So I hit that tire, I'm going in, I'm going over and I'm like, oh my God, I'm rolling the go-kart, you know? And the first thing that goes through my head is don't let something hot land on me, you know? Okay, so I'm worried about something hot landing on me. So it's, I'm like upside down, I fall out of the cart and then I feel something coming. I feel like it's coming down on me. It's going to land on me. So I kind of like pushed off on the cart to get it off of me. And then I got a little bit of road rash uh, on my right side a little bit. It's not that bad. It hurts like hell, but it's not, it's not a big deal. And should I have been riding a go-kart? Probably not. But you're not, I can't have a fucking go-kart and not ride it. Come on. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And while I'm riding it, it doesn't really bother my neck too bad. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things I shouldn't do. We got a trampoline now. Probably should be jumping on that. Um, but honestly, that feels so good for me to get out there and just jump up and down on this trampoline. There's no pounding. There's no, you know, nothing, no impact. So like I just jump up and down and it's, it's one, it's a good workout. I get tired rather quickly. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't jump and land on my back or anything like that, which that might even stretch me out more. All I'm getting at is jumping on this trampoline is like, makes me feel good. It stretches me out, you know? No impact on my neck or anything like that. So I'm not just going to, what I'm getting at is I'm not just going to go fucking hide away and play video games all day or lay on my bed, lay in bed all day and just be in pain. You know, I still want to do stuff. I want to take the kids fishing and go fishing with my buddy. And I, I want to, I still want to live my life, even though I'm fucked up right now. And I just, I don't know, you get this guilty feeling like, well, if I can do these things, I should, maybe I should be working. Well, fucking work is a lot harder than going fishing. Work is a lot harder on my body than, than jumping on the trampoline or riding a go-kart. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do those things whether I like it or not, you know. And I, I, I can't wait to get back to work. I hate that I'm not working. And uh, I'm, that's what 
the whole this whole surgery thing. I'm so excited about it. I'm, I just want my normal life back. I want to be able to go to the gym, get back in shape. I'm so fucking out of shape, dude. Ugh, hate it, hate it. But Wednesday, I'm so excited uh, for my surgery. I really am. Uh, I'm nervous about how I'm gonna feel afterwards. Recovery for the first couple of days. Recovery is supposed to be pretty rough. And I really do need to take it easy. My mind, I just, all the time, I'm like, man, parts of the lawn right now, parts of the lawn need to be mowed. Uh, parts of the lawn need to be fixed. I should be out there with a shovel chopping dirt and moving shit around so there's not big ruts and our yard doesn't look so shitty. Our yard's half flooded. It's been really rainy and our septic system hasn't been fixed yet. And we need to fucking get that fixed. I haven't talked about our California trip. Uh, my sister is flying me and Robin and all the kids out to California for like five days and it's I love her for doing this. I love Danny. Uh, her I never talked about. I talk about my sister all the time, but I never talk about her and Danny. Well, my sister's husband, Danny. I met him back in like 2001 or early 2000 or late 2000, and I worked out in the missile field with him in Minot. Danny was an awesome, nice guy, smart ass. Like I got this funny story, and I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna talk to him about it. When I'm down there about, he like pretty much made me cry one of the first days I ever worked with him. He's sitting on this desk and he's like flipping through my, what they were called OJT records or whatever. And I'm just, you know, I, my, my military training career, this is my military career was basic training, uh, tech school for being security forces or being a cop or security guard really. And then bam, I'm at Minot and I have no training and I just get in a vehicle with a bunch of guys and we go out to the missile field and they're all going to start training me on how to do it. And all I remember is Danny sitting on his desk and he's flipping through my records that he says are from tech school and whatever else. And he's like, man, it's like, you're not going to cut it on this flight. He's like, you just, you just, I don't even know why you're even trying. And I'm like, he like trashed me. You know what I mean? And that was something we did. Like I did it to guys later on too. You know what I mean? And we all kind of like, oh, it was hilarious. Like, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm almost crying because I look up one, I'm looking up to these guys already because they're doing what, you know, I don't know. They're ahead of me in what I, in my career, you know, so I'm looking up to him and, but no, Danny was a good guy. He just messed with me and that's what they did. And then, you know, what's what we continue to do like tradition, mess with the new guy. Right. I don't know. I mean, do people, can you still do that? I don't know. Um, and in this day and age, it's such a sensitive time, but it was like that in K9 too. And you were the new guy or anywhere, anywhere you go. And maybe this is just my philosophy, but anywhere you go, when you're the new guy and I don't care if you have more if you're coming from a different, like I'm a welder, let's say I've been welding for 20 years and I start at a new factory, I'm still in, I'm still the new guy there. You know what I mean? I have the experience and stuff, but when you're new, it's like a social thing. You just shut your mouth and you observe, you observe who, who the guy, who the funny guy is, who the serious people are, you know what I mean? Who you can, I don't know. You got to just start reading people before you just start running your mouth. Cause if you start running your mouth when the new, nobody likes the new guy when he walks in and just starts running his mouth because we don't know what your experiences are. We don't know where you're coming from. We don't know. Like, so like everybody just needs to get to know each other before, you know what I mean? So like you're walking into a new group of guys that already all know each other and know how to fuck with each other and dink around and make jokes and they know what jokes they can say to each other, which ones they probably can't. So you need to, you know, just shut the fuck up when you're the new guy. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of new guys get themselves in trouble right away, and, and they recover from it or whatever, but just when you're new, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where was I going with that story? I think I finished it. I don't know. But, oh, what I was getting at was Danny. So, <laughs> Jesus, I'm telling you. See, my mind, you guys, once I get going. 
but I'm leaving all this in here now, you guys. I'm not, I'm trying to keep it as real as I can. Um, I really don't edit much of the other ones. I do start and stop here and there and cut things out when I think I sound like a dumb shit, but I'm not going to do that anymore. So right now, this is my podcast. I could go live. I don't whatever. Don't even care. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's how I met Danny, my sister's husband. Well, my sister had mad issues with my stepmother growing up and they just could not get along together. So my sister moved out of the house to go live with my grandmother. Well, my sister was kind of a hellion at the time and she drove grandma crazy and she just didn't want to drive grandma crazy anymore. So she got out, she had to get away from grandma's house, but she had nowhere to go and she was hanging out with a bad crowd. Well, one day she just calls me up and says, can you come get me? Uh, I can't be in this town anymore. And I, me and my buddy Kenny Christmas in one night drove from uh, Minot, North Dakota to Millbank, South Dakota, six-hour trip, picked up my sister, and we were going to spend the night, but we decided, you know what, let's just fucking go back. And we drove all the way back. I slept in the back seat most of the time, and I think the rest of the ride was my buddy Kenny hitting on my cute little sister. So, and that's the fucking story right there. Uh, my... Six, 17 year old sister I don't know maybe she was 16 17 I don't know Andrew you're gonna have to let me know but she did her senior year of high school in Minot so she was roughly 17 years old turned 18 while she was there but like I got all these like 20 21 year old friends that are just air, military guys and their egos through the fucking roof and all of a sudden my cute sister is there and I'm like having to try to beat up half of my friends like stay away from my sister don't fucking touch my sister. You know what I mean? But out of all the guys, like Danny, one day Danny comes up to me and he goes, hey man, your sister is like girlfriend material. And that's exactly what he said. His words exactly were, your sister's girlfriend material. And I'm like, cool, man. And he goes, I, I, I want to ask if, if you mind if I ask her on a date. And like, he was all like, like, I'm like, I was her dad. You know what I mean? And I did feel like Andrea's dad that year. You know, me and Kristen, my first ex-wife, pretty much raised her her whole senior year, you know what I mean? And I remember going to school and uh, picking her up all the time, and we went school shopping, and we did a lot of stuff. And uh, I'm so glad I could be there to help out my sister because she helps me out now, and we help each other, and that's just how it should be, right? There should be no, like, keeping score at all. Like, I love my sister to death. Anyway, she's flying us out to California. But what I was getting at is uh, – Danny, you know, goes on a date with my sister. One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, Andrea moved to California. They're married. They have kids. Danny is extremely, extremely successful uh, at, be at being a realtor. He, he's made a lot of money. He's done great things, but he's worked his ass off for it. And I know a lot of the help I get from Andrea comes from him, too. And I just want to say thank you, Danny. I don't even know if you listen to my podcast. I hope you do. I don't know. But I love you, man. You're like a brother to me. You know that. And every time I come to California, I see you. It's not like no awkwardness at all. Like it's like we're boys and we're always going to be boys. And I love you, brother. So my sister is flying us out to California. That's where that story led off to. And I'm going to get back on topic of, yeah. So we're flying out on like on the 18th. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm more worried about my surgery this week. Like I, I don't plan things out too far in advance ever. I worry about what's going on the day of, or the next day, maybe a few days, but I don't get too far in advance because my head has got too much shit going on in it already. I don't need to think about shit that I don't need to think about. <laughs> Weeks away. But it's like 18th through the 25th, and we're just excited to go out there. And yes, I'm going to be, this is post-surgery. So a week, uh, almost a week, uh, 10 days after my surgery, 12 days, maybe 12 days, 
we're going to be flying out to California. So within 12 days, I should be feeling okay to fly. Riding in the vehicle, we're flying out of Minneapolis. Riding in the vehicle is probably going to suck. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if it fixes the nerve pain, I'm going to be good sitting in a car again. I don't know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Everybody's warning me. I know my throat is super hoarse right now, and I don't give a fuck. But everybody's like warning me like, Dave, after your surgery, just lay in bed, relax. Don't fucking go crazy and run around if you feel better right away. Like, heal. You need to heal, and I know that. <laughs> I know. It's tough, though. But thank you, Robin. She took off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for me. She's going to pamper me and give me sponge baths and blah, blah. No, I'm just playing, but uh, she's been looking out for me, and I appreciate her so much. Uh, me and her relationship has gotten now so much stronger because of this, and it's been fucking shitty. It's been tough. We've had tough times, and she puts up with me. I'm just an asshole, and, and it's, it, I thank her so much. I thank everybody. I love everybody. Um, what else is new around here? That fucking cat got pregnant. How about that? Uh, Juno, the barn cat that I talked about on previous podcasts. If you're new to the podcast, well, I talk about my pets. I talk about my cats. And anyway, the youngest one we have isn't fixed yet. We never got her fixed. Um, all my neck stuff happened, and I, got, I stopped working, and money just got tight. And getting a cat spade isn't on my priority financial priority list. But it fucking should have been because she got out. She got pregnant. That's my fault, too. She bugged all the time to get outside, so I just let her out, and she got pregnant. Well, now she's getting all big, and everybody's all excited to have fucking kitties, and she's probably going to have them while we're in California. So if you listen to this podcast and you want to babysit my house while we're gone and check on my cats, feed my cats, and possibly witness kitties being born, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want kitties. The dog. Can you guys hear the dog scratching at the door? If you can, I am so sorry, but I got to fucking beat this dog's ass. Just kidding. I don't beat my dog, but she misses me. I got to let her in. Hold on. All right. Bailey was fucking clawing at the door because I'm in here and snabbing by me. You know what I mean? Like I'm her master. I'm her handler. I'm whatever she thinks I am. We're together all the time. When I go back to work, it's going to break her heart, but shit happens uh i put her in her kennel a lot so she gets kennel trained and stuff and i got a fence that i'm gonna put up in the backyard and we'll get a kennel in there and stuff so during the summer days when it's not so bad out you know she'll have shelter in there she'll have water obviously all that shit i'm not stupid i want to take care of my dog but i don't want her being in a very kennel all day i want her to get outside and i want her to you know not have to sit in there all day so <coughs> excuse me excuse me uh I'm going to put up a fence and stuff for her eventually, but I can't, I don't know what the backyard's going to look like after they're done doing the, uh, the septic tank fix. So they got to dig up the old septic tank, put in a whole new deal. I don't even know how it works. Never, not my thing. Um, I kind of get how it works a little, but whatever. We're waiting on that, and I don't know what the backyard's going to look like. So until then, like, I don't want to put the fence up and do all that work, and then they come out in a week or two and fix our septic system, and now everything's different or the fence needed to be moved because they're coming back here with machinery and shit. So yeah, that's what's going on with that. I just started talking about the cat. We didn't even get in the kitten thing. We did a little bit. Uh, we're going to have kittens here soon. So hopefully it's not very many. Hopefully people want them. Nobody wants kittens. Nobody gets that. Like everybody loves kitties. And then it's like, well, we don't really want one, you know, or whatever. But if anybody out there listens to this wants a kitty, um, Juno's orange. And I think it's a, t I think it's a brown tabby cat. That impregnator, but fuck, I don't know. Could have been a coyote. Shit, who knows? I have no idea. So, 
yeah, with that being said, uh, what else is new? Um, my cousin Andy. So my cousin Andy Helm, Helmbrecht. I don't even know what you say his last name. My cousin Andy, he is my oldest uncle's middle son on my Helmbrecht side. And he is, I remember him growing up. He was just the funniest fucking guy ever. And he lives in Sioux Falls. And we see each other at funerals and family reunions and things like that. But you know, he does his thing there. We're here. But he, he reached out to me on Facebook not too long ago. Just the other day, actually. And, yeah, me and him had a good, like, we had a good hour-long chat, like, on Facebook. And then we had a good hour-long chat on a phone call that I accidentally called him. Like, hey, what's your number, man? I want to see if I have it. And he had mine. I didn't have his. I don't know how that works. Not like I went and deleted my cousin Andy out of my phone. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we caught up, and it was really good. And, I, and, and, you know, he had really no idea what was going on in my life. He had no idea about this podcast. So I put him onto that, and he likes podcasts. He's listening to it. It's, he's hilarious. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, that guy, I'm telling you, growing up, man, like he made me laugh. Everything he'd say I thought was funny. He could have been a comedian. His timing, even still to this day, he's funny. I'm not trying to say he's not funny anymore. But Andy, I love you. I just want to give you a shout out. Uh, what else? There was more, right? There's got to be more stuff I wanted to talk about. But I don't know. Well, that's what's going on with me. So that's 25 minutes. Um, I hope you guys like it. I don't have any sponsors today. Um, I want sponsors. If you guys know anybody you want me to talk, not even sponsors. You don't have to pay me, man. If you write me and you say, hey, Dave, this is a good cause or this is a good thing or a good product or you want to send me your product and let me try it. And if I like it, I'll talk about it on here. Is that cool? I don't know. Uh, I think that's how this podcast shit works. But um, don't just listen to my podcast. Go out, find other podcasts. Um, Megan from MAP. I talk about MAP. I know. Uh, her podcast, she just had another one the other day with the Savannah chick on there, and she's like a bodybuilder chick. And I remember I was at the gym the day they did the podcast, and I remember I walked in the gym, and I look over, there's this girl doing this lat pull-downs, and I'm just like, damn, that girl's jacked, you know? And she's a good-looking girl and young and whatever, and yeah, she was on the podcast here recently, and she's motivating to listen to, and just, it's cool. Megan has a lot of cool people, mostly fitness people or martial artists on her, on her podcast, and I like them. I really do. Um, it's, it's, it is what it is, but what I'm getting at is just go find a podcast you like. Joe Rogan, I'm always all over, I'm a Joe Rogan dick rider to the bitter end. Uh, if you're into the MMA stuff, I don't know. I'm going to do some more MMA podcasts too, for sure. Can't wait. Uh, these recent cards, man, they just, they're not, they didn't look exciting enough for me to even talk about. Is that bad? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't pick and choose, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have a bad podcast and sit here and be like, oh, this guy Steve here versus John. I don't know either of them. I can't talk about him. I don't like talking about fighter if I don't really know them. Uh, you know what I mean? I can look at him on paper. Like I say this all the time, a fighter on paper is way different than the actual fighter himself. So, oh, bumping into my fucking mic stand. Hey, I have actual real pop filters coming and another mic stand because I want to have a guest. I really do. I'm sick of doing this solo, but maybe solo is the way to go for me. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I want to have a guest on. Maybe I talk too fucking much to have a guest. I don't know, but uh, here it is, man. I hope you guys like it. Episode 12. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This was raw, man. This was me. Just, I went, I went with it and that's how it's going to be for now on. I think get too much in my fucking own head too much. There's already enough going on in there with the surgery shit and my pain and whatever else. And I haven't even thought about my pain in the last 27 minutes. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for taking my mind off of it. 
uh, I love you. Uh, stay tuned. Um, I don't know when I'll get the next podcast out. I'm going to be bedridden, so maybe I can get someone to like pull my mic up and put it in front of me, and I can let you guys know how I feel. Maybe I'll be all doped up on opioids, and I'll get all hooked on fucking pain pills, and I'll be on heroin, and then I'll recover, then I'll have a life story and a fucking lesson. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I'm not going to do heroin. Sounds, eh, sounds like it's really good. Like uh, People, lose, they throw their whole life away for drugs, but not this guy. I'm just playing. I'm stronger than that. I'm better than that. So love you guys. Uh, I just went on some dumb rant at the end and everything. Hope you loved it. Hope you like it. Hope you do. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Uh, I'll probably talk to you after the surgery. So love you. Be good.